The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. We must always be quick to pray. Okay, um, I'm not too sure who all joined last week. I did a message on faith for your vision. And, of course, there's just so much stuff to talk about. Um, I needed to do another part on it. And there were five points that I did post on the group. But I'm actually going to expound a little bit on it. It's not even five points anymore. It's seven. So I might not even finish it tonight. You might get a part three. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So... We are doing this journey of um, setting our goals for the year and how to go, we learning how to go after them and so forth. And I'm going to give you seven points, which is probably a good idea if you've got pen and paper. I would write them down. I will do like I did from the previous message. I put the points down. I'll, I will send these points eventually. You don't have to worry, there's no weird pictures going on the WhatsApp group tonight because it will be pointless to explain part one to you. So point one, sorry, is start with a blank page. So if you're taking this journey with us and you're going to be doing your goals, the most important thing to do is to start with a blank page. So I'm just blank page. I'm just showing all the guys in home cell the blank page. Now, the point about the blank pages, this is where if you haven't done goals and visions before, you can relate to the, the blank page because there is no vision. There's nothing on it. So now we want to get to where we put something on that paper. And the problem is, if you don't see a future, you won't have a future. So you want to go from having a blank page to having stuff put on your page. So if you don't understand, like everything in the natural is created by the spirit. So with us, Everything, whether it's healing or finances or even when we get born again, most when we get born again, everything starts on the inside first and then it works its way out. So before you can see anything manifest in your life, it's got to manifest inside you first. Blank page. We're moving from a blank page to a page full of hopes and dreams. But it's important that you build that dream within you first. Okay, so number one is start with a blank page. So you've got to start with a blank page. Number two, use your imagination. So let me just share this testimony quickly because I was so excited when I, when I heard it. I, I'm just going to mess up my notes here quickly. But this is how important imagination is. You have to have an image inside you. 
that's basically what an imagination is. And God has given us that imagination. There was this woman who was blind and she went up into the aisle to get prayed over and to receive her healing. And this pastor had put his hands, laid hands on her and uh, well, he asked her, you know, what are you up for? And she said, she's up for, she's blind and she can't see, she'd like to see. So he prayed for her and then he said to her, can you see? So she started opening up her eyes and he said to her, no, 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 I never told you to open your eyes. So she looked at him like dumbfounded, like how else do you expect me to see, you know? So he said, close your eyes. So he prayed over her again and then he said, okay, can you see? And she tried to open her eyes again. He said, no, I never told you to open your eyes. So she closed her eyes again. He prayed. She, and then he said for the third time, can you see? And she said, how can I see if I can't open my eyes? And he said, you have to see it on the inside first. So she closed her eyes. He prayed over her again and he said, can you see? And she caught on to what he was saying. Mm. She had to see within herself that she could see mm. before she could see. Mm. And when she opened up her eyes, she'd received her sight. Mm. Sure. So that's how important your imagination is. Um, Genesis 11.6. You guys can go there if you'd like. I've got it written down, so... I'll just read it to you. It's, I've got it from the Amplified Classic. And just let me know when you are all there. Glory to God. Is everybody there? Amen, Amen everybody? Yeah. Okay. And the Lord said, Behold, which is just another word for look, they are one people and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. God is literally, I mean, think about it, guys, that we've got the creator inside of us. So it just makes sense to realize nothing is impossible for us. If we can imagine it, we can achieve it. And even back in here, the Lord is saying nothing that they have imagined will be impossible for them. I mean, they imagined they are going to build this tower that's going to reach heaven. And God had to stop that because they would have achieved it. And nothing would have been impossible for them. They wouldn't have needed God. That's for sure. But what I'm trying to say is your imagination is so important in going after your dreams and your visions. You need to be able to like visualize it. You must be able to imagine it. If you can't imagine it, how do you think you're going to achieve it? You must be able to see it in your mind first. You have to use your imagination to go where you want to go. Otherwise, how are you going to get there? I mentioned this before. I think it was a week and a half ago when I was doing my other, the other message. I said, who goes on a trip without planning it? You're going to plan it. You're going to imagine where you're going and you can imagine the things you're going to do. You take every little thing into account. You've got to do that 
with this as well. You've got to imagine. You've got to go, when 2024 ends, where do I want to be? What kind of year would I like? And can you imagine yourself having that year? Like, can you imagine getting married? I mean, can you imagine yourself with the right person walking down the aisle getting married? If you cannot imagine that, how do you expect it to happen? When Trevor and I were engaged and before, well, actually it was before we got engaged, I would lie in bed at night and I would imagine how would the wedding be, how would he propose, sitting there imagining how this would all pan out. And I actually ended up having a dream of how the wedding would be and the wedding was exactly like my dream because I had imagined it. So anyway, can you imagine your dream job? If you can't imagine doing your dream job, how do you expect to have your dream job? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine having 10,000 rand in your, in a, in a spare account for no particular reason whatsoever? I know some people are dreaming bigger than that. That's great. Um, but can you imagine? Can you imagine just opening up your bank account and you're like, oh, forgot about that. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine driving your dream car? If you can't, how do you expect to have it? Can you imagine having a child? If you can't imagine it, how do you <coughs> expect it to happen? The importance of imagination. So let's move on to point three. Pen to paper. This is the next step. So guys, we've gone from having a blank page. Then we've gone to imagination, using our imagination. What can you imagine? What do you want your 2024 to be like? Right? Well, this is where we're going to go to point three now. We're going to put those thoughts on paper. This is your key to success. And this is actually biblical, guys. So if you think I'm just doing some little vision board vision course, this is actually out of the word of God. It's out of Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 3. You can go there if you want to. Not necessary. If you do, great. Say Habakkuk. <laughs> yes, someone who says it like me. <laughs> anyway, uh, 2 verses 2 to 3. Are you, make, are you making notes, Frank? Yeah, I type everything out. That's cool. Because I need to share with the chance this tonight. That's cool. So, so Habakkuk 2 verses verse 2, 2 to 3. Okay. Okay. And I didn't write which translation is, this is. So, Oh, this is obviously the message translation. Okay. And then God answered. You know, when God says something, we need to pay attention. We need to do what he says. Because yeah. we are doers of the word. Yeah. Write this. Now, he's telling us what to write, eh? How cool is this? He tells us what to do. Write what you see. What do you see? What are you imagining? You imagine that a car? You imagining that wife? You imagining that baby? You imagining that house? Write what you see. You don't write anything. If you don't see anything, you will have nothing to write. And you'll sit with a blank page. Write it out in big block letters. Why? So that you can see it. Not sorry, Andrew. Definitely not in your handwriting. <laughs> He's got the 
tiniest handwriting. I, I don't know how, but... It's for security purposes. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The whole point is that that vision goes everywhere you go and you can read it no matter where you are. And it is visible to see no matter where you are. Where I was almost going to say when you drive in the car, please don't read while you're driving. Like I do not. I'm Unless you've got a Tesla. <laughs> if you are in the plane, I was going to say plane, train or automobile, but yeah. nonetheless, wherever you are, read it, read it every single day. Okay, let's get back to the scripture. It says, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision, this message is a witness. When you write it out on paper, the message is a witness pointing to what's coming. So when you write down your dreams and visions, you are actually writing a message, a witness message, pointing to what's actually coming. So you write nothing, nothing's coming. It aches for the coming. When you write it down, it becomes a living thing. Mm. And it aches to come. Because remember, those dreams and visions are put in there by God. And they want to come to you. They are destined to come to you. And it's amazing how the world has picked up on this. Yes. And they use it. Yes. And they get results. Yes, they do. And they preach it as well. Yes. So many different people have been preaching this from the world. This is our stuff. Yeah. yeah so Ken Kiyosaki talks yeah. a lot about it. So, I mean, just because you brought that up now, I have to throw uh, Jim Carrey into it. Yeah. I mean, he's a heathen. <laughs> Sorry. But it's the truth. There's a guy that doesn't live for God. He literally wrote a check for $10 million when he had nothing, he was broke. I don't, I think he might've been homeless too. I don't know. But anyway, and he would go to, I think it's where that Hollywood sign is. And he would literally say like one day, like he's going to have this 10 million, you know, and he would drive through the rich areas down the streets and he'd go, I'm going to live here one day. And he would keep that check in his wallet. eh? He would keep it with him and he'd look at it all the time. And do you know, he eventually got offered the role in that stupid Dumb and Dumber. I mean, you don't get any dumber than that. But his check was for $10 million. Mm. I mean, who would pay $10 million for that movie? But the point is, he had a vision. He wrote it down. And he looked at it all the time. And he spoke it. He kept it with him so he could look at it on the run. Yeah, he spoke it. And he, yeah, he did. He confessed over it all he the said, time. He said, I'll be hired. Yes. I always, get, um, I always get acting jobs. And, I mean, guys, come on. If people in Hollywood can be, and there's so many testimonies I could share with you um, of people who do the same thing. Will Smith has been known to do it. Arnold Schwarzenegger used to yeah. put big pictures of massive bodybuilders <laughs> on his wall. Yes. Um, Training his mind while he's training to become, I think it was Mr. Universe or something. And I mean, we all know he did become Mr. Universe and all of that. So, but it comes with putting that vision down. So, let's go back to the scripture. It aches for the coming. Mm. It can hardly wait. 
I get so excited when I read it because I think the quicker I write my vision down, the quicker that thing's going to come to yeah, pass because yeah. it wants to come to me. Yeah. And it says, and it doesn't lie because mm. it's not a lie when it's on that piece of paper. It's a dream and vision that God has given you and he can't lie. If it seems slow in coming, which we always get, is it like we get antsy when we have to wait for things, irritated, we lose patience. But the word says, if it seems slow in coming, wait, <laughs> wait, Who does that remind you of? Andrew, he always says, wait, it's on its way. It will come right on time. Yo, guys, when it comes to dreams and visions, planning your life, you've got to be patient. You have to be patient. You cannot rush it. It's not a two minute pop in the microwave meal. The more you write down your dreams and visions, the more you will believe them. Uh, there's a, a little challenge that I think I might have mentioned it last Wednesday, where you write your dreams and visions for 30 days every day. And it actually works on your mind. It helps build that image inside you to become more convinced that those things are possible. Rob's father. Mm. He can write healing scriptures down yes. every day and write that he got healed on the four, on Valentine's Day. Yes, how's that for love, eh? That's a love manifestation yes. right there. His Valentine's gift was a healing was healing in a package with a big red bow. So, guys, when you do do your dreams and visions, and let me not overwhelm you. You don't need to do many. They say seven to ten. But guys, if you just want one or two at the, at the most at this time, do that. I encourage you, even if it's just one dream right now, um, we're not trying to take over the world yet, not yet. But when Jesus comes, we will. That's fine. But put down one dream, the one thing that will be the most important thing for you this year, that when 2024 ends, December the 31st, at 11.59, just before the clock strikes over, you can say, this has been the most amazing year of my life because I dot, dot, dot. And that thing that you've always wanted to achieve was the one thing that you achieved this year. Take the challenge of writing that dream and goal down every single day for 30 days. You will definitely see a huge difference. It'll change the way you think. There was this, um, a study done years ago. I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast as well. In our uh, podcast that Trev and I did about taking 2024 by the horns, there was a, a guy from one of the universities. He went out into the street and he just started asking random people about their hopes and dreams. And at the end of the study, summed everyone up and whatever, and 80% of the people that he spoke to, I don't have a figure of how many he spoke to, unfortunately, but 80% of the people said they didn't have any dreams or goals. And the word says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Or what was the scripture you had? Where there is no vision, the people run wild. Yes. And if 80% of the world has got no vision, they're running wild. Is that not what we're seeing today? 80% of the world has gone mad. The study showed that 16% have vision, but haven't written them down. 
which means they're still sitting with a blank paper. 3% have written them down but don't know where they are, which is pointless because then it defeats the whole point of writing them out in big block letters so that you can read it on the run. But if it's packed away somewhere, how are you going to read it on the run? 1% had written their dreams and their goals down and they reviewed them every single day. And do you know that 1% are all millionaires? All of them. So let that be a lesson. Let us be the 1%. Now we've gone from blank paper to freshening up our imagination and stirring it up to putting pen to paper. And now we move on to point four. Expressing your dreams and visions in pictures. Because we're visual. I mean, let's face it. We all like to look at pictures. Pictures speak a thousand words. That's what they say. Our minds think in pictures. I mean, you know they do that one trick. Uh, they always say, think of a pink elephant. Everyone's thinking of a pink elephant right now. You know? Well, Terry did this funny thing and she was like, uh, there's a dress. You're not thinking of the word dress. You see a dress. So yeah, weird because I'm... I saw a red dress. Okay. Well, it's a pink dress. Okay. With a big yellow bow. Okay. And white dots. Why? She liked it, okay? And if she likes it, I like it. Everyone imagined a pink dress with big yellow bow and white dots. Not so. You definitely didn't think of anything else. No. I thought of a red dress. But I hadn't said pink yet. With a nice pattern in the front and everything. Okay. <laughs> I must have the different husband. <laughs> anyway, so our minds, they think in pictures. And it's so important to put these pictures in front of you daily. So, once you've written down your one goal, your two goals, I don't care how many goals it is, go and find pictures that line up with it. So, if it's your dream house... Uh, you don't necessarily need to know what house it is, but if you do, great, get a picture. Just don't let security think you're a stalker. <laughs> like Trev and R in Mill Park taking random photos of a house. <laughs> but nonetheless, they got used to us. Anyway, um, and even better, if you can work with a computer, Photoshop yourself in that picture. Um, and when we went to the show house, I actually got pictures with Trevor standing in the house, yeah. standing on the... Um, Tell him about um, our God spoke to me about the light switches. Yes, it was so amazing. Um, yeah. Guys, you can believe with us for that house. So, whoo, my goodness. Anyway, um, Senorita. so 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 Trevor got... Sp the, the Lord spoke to Trevor about this house years ago. So obviously when him and I got together, I'm thinking, yes, bargain. I'm taking that house. <laughs> I'm not scared. Take that house. So Trevor has this dream and the Lord shows him that on this one wall panel, there's six light switches. Okay. Six lights. And the way it's laid out is also unusual. So, okay. We, we find out there's a show house. Um, we're thinking we are going to go to the show house. At that time, we're like, we can't afford this house, but it's fine. Our dad can. <laughs> so we're going to go look. And um, we're walking around the house and we go into the lounge area and these beautiful doors that open up onto this decked area with a pool. And anyway, and as I move the curtain away, 
because it still had curtains. The people were living overseas. It was semi-furnished. As I moved it, don't ask me why I moved the curtains. It's very weird. But I moved the curtains. And lo and behold, behind the curtain on the wall was these six light switches, exactly like in Trevor's dream. So I called him and I said, lovey, come and look here. And it was the exact same six light switches. So he's just like he's given us these like little dreams and visions of this house. And I've got more photos of inside that house than any other house. I even know the inside of their toilets. So, but nonetheless, let's move away from it. But that's vision. That was our vision. And we didn't continue with that. The vision worked to the point where we got into the house to look at the house. Um, but, you know, sometimes fear will step in and it will um, sidetrack you. So sometimes the dreams are too big and we forget who our father is. You've got to remember God is the one that puts those dreams in you. He's the one that has to accomplish them, not you. It's not your job to accomplish them. So... It's important to put these pictures in front of you daily. You have to look at them daily. Proverbs 23, 7. So I'm just going to read it. You guys don't have to go there. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you are always seeing pictures of you being poor, you're always seeing pictures in your mind of you being sick. Because remember, your, whatever you are thinking in your heart you are go, is going to come out of your mouth. So it's like that's already embedded in you and you need to uproot that. So we've got to change the picture that's in us. If sickness is the picture, sickness is what you're going to have. If poverty is the picture, that's what you're going to have. So you've got to change that picture inside you and you do that by following these simple principles, looking at pictures of, of houses, dream houses. You've got to stir up that excitement in you, stir up that imagination, stir up that excitement to want to go after the things that God has for you. Because remember, being poor and being sick and being whatever, all the, all the curses, it's not a testimony to God at all. It really isn't. And the people who are not saved, they are not attracted to any of that. So we've got to, got to show our dad off, man. So as you think in your heart, so are you. So if you're always thinking you can't afford something, guess what? You can't afford it. You're always thinking it runs in my family that we all get sick. Guess what? It's going to run in your family that you all get sick. But I just want to um, throw something in there. As you know, we spoke last week. Again, having a, a vision board, mm. you know, we call it a vision board. We call it because we've got to give a name to it. But if you think about this, it works the same in reverse, and it's a biblical principle. Yes. As we said uh, last week, and we pointed out that the serpent said to Eve, Look at the fruit. Yes. Look at that vision board. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. What did God say to Abraham? And the scripture says, and when she looked on the fruit, Mm. that it was good to eat. Yes. You see? So there was something that was in front of her. Yeah. And it's the same thing um, with Abraham as well. God gave him a vision board. God's vision boards are massive. Yeah. The old sky. Mm. Said to him, okay, he wins. 
He says, can you count the stars? So, you know, that was something special to Abraham. Because he could never look at the stars the same again. Because, you know, I look at the stars and I say, hey, it's beautiful and so forth. But for him, it was different. It's his descendants. Because it's his descendants. It's his family. And I think... You know, just going out there some nights and just looking at all the stars and some of them were grouped together. Then his imagination started uh, running wild. And he must have said, look, at some of my kids are there together. I mean, that's what I would do. So, I'm, you know, he, he was a natural human being and he must have thought the same way. And then God said, can you count the sand on the seashore? That's also your descendants. So God gave him a, a vision board at night and, and one in the day as we yes. said last week. But then God also said to him, walk through this land in Genesis. And he says, look at it because I'm going to give it to you. Now, watch this. I'm going to put a spin on it in yeah. reverse. What happens to people that are addicted to porn? This is not just males that are yeah. addicted to porn. There's females that are addicted to porn as well. Why is it so strong in their lives? Because they're keeping it in front of them. Yes, exactly. You see, they're keeping it in front of them. And they don't know it's a principle. Because we are visual. Yes. Now, why do you think the billionaires are so wealthy? They keep, it's, you, you don't even have to call it a vision board, but they're keeping it in front of their eyes. They're watching stocks. They listen yes. to podcasts. And they stuff. keep they, money in front of them. Yes. They really do. They, and, and it's constantly in front of them all the time. So they think money. It's just, it's a system. Mm. Yeah. Look at, and it works. Look at Grant Cardone. If you, I don't know if you guys know Grant Cardone, but he's, he is a very, very successful businessman yeah. who came from nothing and built himself up using pretty much the same principles. Yeah. And um, if you watch any of his podcasts or his videos and things like that, he's always got massive stacks of dollars on his desk. Yes. And it's not yes, to show does. off. Yeah. I swear it's not to show off. He keeps the vision before yeah, his says, eyes. I'm putting this money here in front. To help so, you. To help you so that you can look yes. at it. Yes. It's only because we are visual and we need to see these things. That's why pictures are so important on a vision board so that you can see these things. So we've got pictures of our house. We've got pictures of a car. We've got pictures of a baby. We've got pictures of things that we are believing for. So if you want something, you must visualize it. You must write it down and you must find pictures that go with it. And keep it before your eyes. Because it's like Terry always says, and it's, you know, I know it, it sounds funny, but she says if it's not on paper, it's, it's a, vapor. a vapor. Yes. Did I try and ruin it there for you? Yeah, you, you did. Took so I've got to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on paper, it's just a vapor. So what does that mean? You know, we get excited. We have dreams. Francois, you want your, your daughter to come down. And, you know... You know, if you don't have something like, you get excited hearing it and the prospect of it and so forth. But if you don't put a plan in place, if you don't put a vision down in mm. front of you, it's going to just become a desire. Yeah. And nothing will come of it, you know, because it's a vapor and we get caught up. And then a lot of the times we forget those things. Yes. You know. 
So, and that's what Terry says as well. Don't yeah. always expect that you're going to remember everything. You have to put it on paper. Yes, definitely. Because like, like the vision board shows where you're going. Yes. And I remember yeah. like uh, last year when we went to uh, Johannesburg and we went to East London, you had the maps open. Yeah. And that was like your vision board to show where we're going. Our yeah. GPS, yeah. yeah. And like the vision board, it shows where you're going. And if a person doesn't have a vision board, they yeah. don't know where they're going exactly. because they're not going anywhere. Yes. You know, they, they camp in where they are. Mm -hmm. It's like, and you know, I'm, I might be taking <coughs> some of your time, but... That's fine. <laughs> you know, it's so important, like they also say, and I've heard many people say this, a lot of successful people say this, write your vision down in the present tense. Yeah. And do it for a minimum of 30 days and you will see a difference. So, for instance, you believe in God for a building, okay? You've got to write it down. At, you know, on page number one, it's got to be, I'm going to own a 10-story building. I'm just giving you an At idea. the value of so 30 much. million. Yeah. But then, day one, you're right there, day one. Put in the date and you say, I own a 10-story building of 30 million. Yeah. You see? And then you do it day two. I own a 10-story building at valued at 30 million. And I promise you, like, I'm on day four now of writing my goals. I've just got seven goals. And, you know, there's been two days. Out of the four days, I've been challenged, eh? And I wrote it down. And I'm telling you now, when you're writing it down, you're challenging your mind. Eh? Yes. It's it's amazing. You're actually renewing your mind. You are. Yes. Because now you're forced to do something. You, you've been a little bit active now, you know. And you, you're writing things down. And I'm just on day four. And so I bought this book. And um, it's got 140 pages in it. Do you think I'm going to stop at day 30? No. I'm going to carry on. You'll probably by day 30, you'll have to change some of the stuff because yeah. you've already been yeah. achieving some of your so stuff. Like it's, it's putting things, just by writing it down, I've noticed that it's putting things in the forefront of my thinking. Goals and aspirations that I have, it's like putting it up here in the forefront of my thinking. It's like, sure. I'm like, yo, this is actually seriously cool. Yes. You know? But, you know... If you look at it in, like I say, in reverse, in the sin uh, aspect of it, we do it naturally. Mm -hmm. yeah. We do it without hesitation. We go through all the motions. We meditate on it and everything. I heard Joseph Prince say this, and I thought it was fantastic. He said, uh, a lot of people, they ask me, do you know how to meditate? I say, uh, just think about how you sin. That's good. That's your answer right there. Yeah. And that's what the Lord told me. And then I watched Joseph Prince say the exact same thing. And I was mm. like, spot on. Because sometimes like you can get into an argument with someone in your mind and they know we're even near, you know, and you're having a full on there. You're meditating. Exactly. You're thinking about how they're responding. You're thinking about their facial expressions and what they're going to say and so forth. And you, you're busy meditating. But when it comes to using that power in the right direction, all of a sudden, oh, we don't know, we don't know. But we're fluent in sin. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, when it comes to <laughs> these type of things, you know, like, just think about how, how sin is sin. There's no stop, go, stop. Oh, I don't know how to sin. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
No one needs help to sin. Well, look in Proverbs chapter 1, where uh, God talks about how our sinners come together mm. and they imagine what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they're going to kill someone. They're going to uh, set they, a they, net, basically, to trap yeah. people. And yeah. they plan, yeah. them up as yes. they go, and they're going to loot so they can like, yeah. fill up their own house. They're picturing those things. Yeah. And yeah. look in Genesis, when it says they built that tower, but they haven't even built it yet. Exactly. It says they imagine to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord... The Lord treats it as if it's a done deal. He says, let me go down to go and see this tower that they've built. But it wasn't built. They were only busy building it. They hadn't even finished it. But the Lord saw it as done because they imagined it. Yes. It's like, you know, that's why I say people sin without hesitation. There's no limits. They don't go, okay, what next? Um, Yes, now, I wonder now am I going to get everything right because what if I'm... You know, there could be something that I'm doing that I'm not doing mm. that prevents me from sinning. You know, I need to figure this thing out. Am I sinning right? Yeah. <laughs> but we do it with faith. Mm. When it should just be an easy flow. Just put a picture in front of you and run. Go for it. That's what um, he says there. Yeah. Okay. It just says, become. we become what we think about. Yeah. So just like what you were saying now. Like people who sit and meditate on murder yeah. eventually go out and kill. Yeah, yeah. So people who meditate and obsess over the things of God will go out and achieve the things that God has put in their pl- in on their path. Can I watch a lot of these little shorts that come up sometimes and then uh, this crime stuff comes up randomly. And you'll hear about a guy that um, is sitting there, he's busy, he's sitting in a courtroom, they're going to pass sentence now. And then the story comes out like this. He sat and he was thinking about it. Yes. Thinking about how he's going to murder this person. And then, you know, he he tells you, he testifies. He was thinking about it, thinking about it. And then... Was that the Chris guy that murdered his wife and his two kids? I don't know. It's it's one of them. They they sat and they thought about it and thought about Mm. it. It started out like that and then it went over to plans. Yes. And then you just follow... Then they start doing Google searches of how to pull these things off. (laughs) Guys, there's no ideas here. eh? (laughs) But it's amazing. Like, for us again, for everything that God has provided for us, we got no idea in the position that we're sitting in and what we have access to. We got no idea. And so, like, Megan is challenging you to dream big, mm. you know. And you got nothing to lose. Like, get pictures. Yeah. And look at those pictures. Yes. And write it down every day. Because, you know, you've got to challenge yourself. But if you write it down every day, you're going to put it in your, your thoughts, you know. And it's going to be here. And then you're going to start talking about it more and That's more. That's my next and point. More. Okay, you better, you better run. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are slowly running out of time and I still have two, three more points. So hopefully I can get through it. Otherwise, there's a part three. Okay, guys, um, step five, speak to your vision where Trevor was headed right now. Because, yeah. you know, we into like finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> okay, Romans 4, 17, the Passion Translation says, call into being things that don't even exist yet. Because that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. We live a life where we call those things that be not as though they were. Mm. So, blank piece of paper, imagination, Mm. pen to paper. You're putting those dreams and visions down. Then you're um, adding pictures to those visions. Then you are going to speak to your vision. 
You are going to call those things that be not as though they already are. Like Trevor was saying, when you're writing out your goals, you write it in the present tense. So I'm not believing for a house in Mill Park for 5.5 million. I bought a house in Mill Park for 5.5 million. And we are living comfortably in that house. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway. That's how you've got to be, guys. You've got to talk as if you already have those things. So, your mouth is the most powerful tool that you have. Yeah. Why? Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, if you're going to keep speaking curse, you're going to eat the fruit, putty. Mm-hmm. You're going to speak blessing. Like, you're going to speak over your dreams and your visions, the stuff that's in line with the Word of God. You are going to eat the fruit of it and it's going to be good because it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, which is your mind, your will and your emotions and healing to the bones. So if your life is full of dry bones, you just have to (laughs) speak the blessing over it. Somebody use dry bones. Okay, Matthew twelve thirty seven. There's just a couple of scriptures about the mouth. Mm. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. You continue to speak the curse over yourself. You keep speaking lack and sickness and poverty, and divorce and barrenness and jobless and I don't even. This country is going down the toilet. Mm. Guess what? That is what you are going to see, because your words are going to come to pass. Proverbs 18, 17. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare to his soul. That is powerful. So, guys, you can snare yourself with your words. I can literally go on, but I won't because we don't have that much time. But anyway. Uh, can I just add something? It's like you're putting a trap, but you're falling in your own trap. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. It says, we speak ourselves out of things daily. Mm. So why not speak yourself into things? It takes discipline and consistency. Mm. You can change everything about your life by just changing the words out of your mouth. It's that simple. I mean... The one example I like to use, God created everything with his words. Everything is created with his words. And he talks about his word all the time. It says, meditate on my word day and night so that you can do what it says. And you will have success because his word is a success book. Things we need to stop saying. I am sick and tired. Yeah. Guess what? You're yeah. going to start seeing yourself sick and tired all the time. Yeah. Mm. I'm drowning in debt. Yeah. Guys, no, no, there's no drowning. There's no debt, first of all. <laughs> I'm swimming in finances like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I don't have enough time. I hear that all the time. You don't have enough time because you keep speaking it. God gave us 24 hours to do. Well, he didn't actually give us the 24 hours, but he gave us enough time to do everything in. If you are running out of time, you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. We can't afford it. You better believe it. You keep speaking it. That will be the death of me. Really? Those are some of the things that I hear come out of people's mouths. 
And those are things that are going to be the words that snare people. But I am energized. My youth is renewed like the eagles. How cool is that? Um, I owe no man anything but to love him. Yeah. I have more than enough time if Jesus tarries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I can afford it because, well, let's face it. My father is the king. He is the richest. Did you know... And this is something that I learned recently and I thought about it and it's actually really true. Did you know that we believe our voice more than anyone else's? So whatever you hear coming out of your mouth, you're more likely to believe that than you are to believe your spouse, a parent, a teacher, a friend, a pastor. What comes out of your mouth is the most powerful thing and it's going to either break you or make you. It's a fact. Because why are you saying it? Because it's in your heart. Okay, guys, we're going for it. We're going for it. Sorry, I just I don't want to put this into a third part because it's it's all fresh now. Part six, take action. My favorite part, <laughs> and Marius's favorite, faith without works is dead. Amen. <laughs> James two seventeen. Amen. Don't even bother doing any of the rest if you don't intend acting out on it. Nothing is accomplished by sitting idle. So you can write down your dreams and visions. You can imagine everything. You can write everything down. You can speak to those visions. But until you do the work, it's pointless. Because nothing's going to happen. It's just going to take you 10 times longer. So go do the research you need to do. Go study if you need to study. Write what you need to write. You may have a book in your heart. Go and write the book. Don't wait until all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, I want to publish a book. And you're like, oh, I don't have a book. Well, start writing your book. Put plans into place. You want to go on the trip? Plan that trip down to the last detail. You go and budget for stuff. If you're believing, and this is something I used to do, I'd lie in bed and I believe that I'm going to win like 30 million US dollars. And don't ask me why, but it's a nice amount. And it was a good couple of years ago. So, you know, it was a lot of money. And I would lie there and I would budget that money. Like who I'm going to buy houses for and cars for and all that stuff. But I was literally playing with the idea of having that amount of money. And you've got to literally like budget. You know, if you're believing for 100,000 Rand, write down your budget. What are you going to do with that 100,000 Rand? Because I can tell you, God will never open up a door for you to have that money if you can't manage that money. So if it's a job you're looking for, apply everywhere and anywhere. You've got to do works. If you want to move, start packing. Do these things. You've got to act out on it because faith without works is dead. Guys, final one, be extremely committed, which is where everybody seems to fail it. We get all excited. We do all the other parts Mm -hmm. and then we get lazy. What is the point of being lazy when you work so hard? You've come so far. Let us push forward. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if you're half-hearted in your job, you're going to be half-hearted in this If you're half-hearted at home, you're going to be half-hearted with this. We've got to learn to be more committed. Put your mind to being committed on a daily basis. Once you have your dreams and visions on paper, look at them every single day. Mm -hmm. 
Speak to them every single day. Write them down every single day. For That's the challenge we gave you, 30 days, whatever amount of goals you have. Write them down every day. Make sure you do something daily at least to make them a reality. Everything you do needs to lead you one step closer to achieving yeah. that goal. So if you're trying to save money and your friends are saying, come, let's go eat out at that restaurant, you've got to ask yourself, is that um, a wise idea with the goal that I have? No, it's not. You can wait to go and eat out once you've reached your goal. Then you can celebrate. But if you're trying to get out of debt or you're trying to save money, you've got to be wise with money. So no eating out. Cook. It's much easier. Thank God daily for making them come to pass. Mm -hmm. If you're not thanking God, well, there's a big problem because at the end of the day, it is his power behind you, backing you up all the way. He's the one who put the hopes and dreams, visions in you in the first place. It's his system we're following. It's his scriptures that are truth and, and life that you're speaking into these situations. He made us visual, you know, so you can't cut him out of this process at all. You have to thank him. Faith without works is dead. Calling those things that be not as though they were. They're his words. Follow his process. This whole process of writing them down, speaking to them, visualizing them, all of that can take a matter of 15 minutes a day, depending on how many goals you have. 15 minutes max. You're going to tell me you guys don't have 15 minutes to put aside for your future. It's time that we start making the devil pay. Let's take back our 2024 and let's make it an amazing 2024, reaching all of our goals and let's get committed. We can do this, guys. We can do this. So that's me over and out, headed for my 5.5 million house. Well, it doesn't matter. My dad's paying for it, so I don't care. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to let Trevor uh, end off in prayer. And uh, yeah. Uh, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the vision that you have put in our hearts. Yes, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for lifting us up and rejuvenating that vision on the inside of us. Yes. And Lord, help us through this journey. Walk us through this journey and help us complete our goals and just do it all for your glory. Yes, we Lord. We thank you that this word will not return void, but it will prosper in the thing where to you sent it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep, keep on, on hearing. hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. 
If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of give and gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.